Well, today I want to talk with all of you dads who have kids of any age. And I want to talk with you about how to build a great life that will cause your kids, no matter what their age, to greatly desire to be a part of God's kingdom, a part of God's family. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, this scripture, Paul says, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. So Paul's saying, I'm a good builder. I, I know how to build a life. I know how to build a ministry. I know how to build things. I'm an expert builder. So Paul says, I've laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. As we begin this morning, dads, here's the big question. What are you building? What are you building with your life? Are you building a life that your kids can build on? Are you building something that they can really build a solid, great life upon? So what kind of life are you building? Are you a dad that's just kind of cruising and boozing through life? Or are you building a life that your kids can build on? Is it a life that will create a desire in the hearts of your kids to pursue Jesus? Is it a life that will lead your kids to Jesus if they follow your life? If they follow your model? You see, you can spend your life building all kinds of things. You can be a, a, a bodybuilder with the goal of simply perfecting your body. You can spend your life being a career builder with the goal of simply gaining promotions and status. You can spend your life being a wealth builder with the goal of simply stockpiling more money. You can spend your life being a nest builder with the life goal of just having a beautiful home. You can spend your life being an activity builder with the goal of simply being busy with trips and sports and concerts and trips to Disney World or Disney you know, Land or stuff like that. So what kind of a builder are you? None of those things I just mentioned are wrong, but none of them will last. And so you were made to build something far, far greater than just a career than just a pile of money, than just a beautiful home, than just some great muscles. You were made to build God's kingdom. Amen? That's why you were made. You were made to build a life that causes God's kingdom to expand. And the first place that you go to expand His kingdom is to your family, to your kids. And so that means that you as a, a dad, you pray for God's kingdom to come, for his will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And then you ask him, God, what do you want me to build with my life so that your will is done through me here on earth? You say, God, what is my part? With the gifts and the talents and all that you've given me, for your will to be done in me and through me here on this earth. God, what's my part? And so that means that you don't just live to build your little old kingdom. But as a man and as a dad, as a father, 
You live to build God's kingdom and you start with your kids. Amen, dads? Oh, come on. You don't believe me? Amen. Jesus said it like this. Seek first God's kingdom. Now look at that second word in that verse. He didn't say, seek second God's kingdom. Seek third, third place, God's kingdom. Seek last, God's kingdom. He didn't say that. He said, seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness in your life. And then all these other things that you want in life will be given to you as well. So listen close, dads. To build God's kingdom and to build into the hearts of your kids a desire to be a part of God's kingdom. There are five things that you and I need to build into our lives. First of all, write this down. First of all, build or lay a great foundation. The foundation that you build your life upon has to be God. The foundation that you stand upon must be God. Because the foundation determines, write this down, the strength of a building. If you want to have a great life, you've got to have a great foundation. You've got to have a foundation that won't crack, that won't crumble when the earthquakes of life come and shake your life. Have you been through some of those earth-shaking events in your life, dads? Amen. And so you've got to have a strong foundation if you're not going to crack and crumble when those things hit your life. If your foundation is great, your life can take the great shakes. I've often said that when, when the big one comes, when the big quake comes to California that is predicted, I want to be right here in this church. Because I watched when they laid the foundation of this church. And it is the biggest, heaviest, strongest, widest foundation I've ever seen built in any building in my life. So when the quake hits, come here, folks. <laughs> there is a strong foundation here. And a foundation determines the strength of a building. Second, it also determines the staying power of a building. If you build your life on a rock-solid foundation, when the quakes come and shakes come in your life, when the stressors come, when the pressures come, you'll be able to stand. You'll have staying power. Yeah, you may rock and roll a little bit, but you'll have staying power. You won't crack. You won't crumble. You won't collapse. And so in the middle of the shakers and even after the shakers, if you founded your life on God, you'll still be there. You'll still be standing. You'll still be standing strong for your kids. The Bible says this, through godly wisdom, a life, your life, a home, your home, and a family, your family, is built. Through godly wisdom, those things are built. And through understanding God's wisdom, your life, your home, and your family is established on a sound foundation. Dads, everything in your life is going to change except one thing, and that's God. Amen? He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the only thing then that you can found your life upon that will not change. So build your life upon God and God's wisdom. 
Build your family upon God and His wisdom. Your home upon God and His wisdom. The question is, what are you building your life on? Have you tried to build your life on your own smarts? How's that working out for you? (laughs) Are you trying to build your, your home and your life and your family on the foundation of just a good education? Or a good job, a good career? The question is, will that foundation always stand? Will your career always be there? The reason why so many lives and marriages and careers fall apart and crack up and and fail is because they're not built on the right foundation. The Bible says this, you can't find firm footing in a swamp, but a life rooted in God stands firm. Don't you like how the message paraphrase Bible says things once in a while? I don't know if you've ever walked through water and you've stepped on some slick, mossy rocks or not, or... You just can't find firm footing in a swamp. But a life rooted in God's word stands firm. Folks, the stuff you see on TV, that's swampland. The stuff you hear on the radio, that's swampland. You can't find good footing or a good foundation to stand on in swampland. So dad's the only way to lay a great foundation. A strong one. And one that has a staying kind of power that your kids can look at, that your kids can model their lives after, is to make sure that you're founding your life on God, to make sure that your deeps, your roots are personally going deep into God Himself. So here's another question Are you just kind of a Sunday only dad? Or are you a sending your roots deep into God kind of dad? Men, we got to get our our roots deep into God. If we're going to have a strong foundation for ourselves and for our families. So first of all, lay a great foundation. And then second, thing we must do is leave a great legacy. A great legacy. Leave a great gift. That's another word for legacy. Or leave a great model for your kids to follow. So dads, we can acquire all kinds of things in life. There's many things to possess. We can accomplish all kinds of things. There's many projects that we can do. We can achieve all kinds of things. There's many positions that we can gain. You can do all kinds of great things. But if you don't build a life that leaves a legacy of loving actions. Neither will your kids. As they grow up, as they have families, if you don't model how to leave a legacy of loving actions, they won't know how to do it either. The Bible says this, the only thing that counts is faith, faith in God, expressing itself through love. Take a look at this.
you stand before God, he's not going to ask how many possessions did you acquire, how many projects did you accomplish, how many promotions did you achieve. God is a loving father who constantly demonstrates all kinds of loving actions to us, his kids. And as Christ-following fathers, we're also to constantly demonstrate all kinds of loving actions to our kids. You see, God is less concerned about all the things you can do, and he's more concerned about you leaving a loving legacy for your kids to follow. Paul writes this, If I could speak with human or angelic eloquence, but didn't love, it'd be just noise. If I could predict the future and explain every mystery, but didn't love others, it'd be worthless. And if I had such great faith that I could move mountains without love, it would mean nothing. And even if I gave all of my possessions to the poor and sacrificed my body without love, it would be of no value. Dad's life minus love equals zero. We got to learn how to leave a legacy of love for our kids to follow and to take on to their kids. And so if we're going to create a desire in, in our children to pursue God, we've got to first lay a great foundation, one founded on God. Then we've got to leave a, a great legacy, a life filled with loving actions. And then third, write this down, then we've got to learn to hang with great men. Other great men. In other words, we've got to gather some, some godly friends. The Bible says, do not be fooled, bad companions ruin good character. Are you hanging with some other men that are maybe ruining your character? When you're with those men, do you tend to do more swearing and more cussing? Do you tend to laugh and talk about things that are sexually impure? Do you tend to gossip about others and put others down? When you're with those men, do you tend to act less like a godly man? Well, if so, they're not helping you. Hang with godly men who help you become better. The Bible says this, Escape quickly from the company of fools. They're a waste of your time and words. The Bible says, join the company of good men and women who will keep your feet on the right and true paths. Where can you do that? One place is right here. Right here at church. Here you can find good men and good women who will keep your feet on the right and perfect path. And none of us are perfect, but we're headed in the same direction. Amen? We're not going a total opposite direction away from God. So find good men to hang with. Fourth, and then men commit to a great purpose. Commit to a great purpose. If you want to be a great man and a great dad, let your kids see you committing to a great purpose that is beyond you. Now they see us doing a lot of stuff around the house for us, for them. 
But let them see you committing to a great purpose that is beyond you. Let your kids see you committing to serve God and others. Let your kids join you in serving God and others. Jesus says, whoever wants to be great must become a servant. They won't learn how to do that unless they see you doing that. Jesus says, if you insist on saving your life, you will lose it. Only those who give away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news will ever know what it means to really live. Jesus goes on and says, this world and all of its desires will pass away, but the man who does the will of God will live forever. In those scriptures, Jesus is saying, serve, give, and do the will of God. Are you doing those things? Are you modeling those kind of things? Are you letting your kids see you give and serve and do the will of God? Well, Shirley and I had the privilege of growing up watching our parents work hard to make a living. Both farmers. But the things that we remember most are the great things we watched them do to serve God and others. The things we remember most are the sacrifices we watched them make to do the will of God. We remember most the sacrifices they made to help expand God's work through their church. To make sure that God's message of love was being shared. To make sure that the ministries of His church were being strengthened. We watched them faithfully week after week. And uh, this is going to tell you how old I am, but going to church in a 65 Chevy, three of us kids in the back, and Larry, always curious, leaning up over the middle seat and watching mom write out the family's tithe check on the way to church. Week after week, I guess she was so busy she couldn't get it done before, and so is in the car. She's writing out the tithe check. And so we watched them do that even when they had nothing left in the bank. They still just kept giving And God just kept providing. We watched them commit finances to support missionaries from other countries that were spreading God's message. We watched them open their homes to provide bed and food to people in need. We watched them use their time and energy and gifts to care for others and to teach others. And as kids, we were invited to go with them. We were invited to join them and to help them in many of their great purposes. And I want, to, I want to let you know that those experiences changed our lives then and helped guide our lives through the college years and then still are influencing us today in our adult lives. Their faithfulness to commit to purposes, God's purposes, beyond themselves impacted our lives. And I see many of you doing those same things. I see you taking your kids to help serve the hungry in Long Beach. I see many of you going and taking your families with you. I I, I see many of you taking your kids or sending them to serve in in, in Juarez or, or in the Philippines. I see many of you bringing your kids and serving together with them inside the ministries of these walls. And I applaud you for doing those things because your commitment 
to great purposes beyond you is what your kids will remember. The great purposes that Shirley's parents and my parents committed to impacted our lives then and still impact our lives today, even at the age of, are you ready? 6'2". Still impacting my life today. I'm not going to tell you how old Shirley is. You see, the impact of parents upon their kids never, ever ends. You think your kids, dads, some of you, may, they may be out of the house, they're grown, they're married, they're now having your grandkids. You think your impact is done? Not. Your impact never ends. Here's the question. Have you committed yet to a great purpose? Dads, one way you can do that right now, this summer, is this. You all received this little card when you walked in this morning. Take a look at this card. One way that you can commit to a great purpose is simply this. You can go home. You can sit down with your family. You can talk together. You can pray together. And you can decide as a family how you can sacrifice together to give your tithe, to both obey what God says about your income and your tithe, but also to strengthen His work through your church and to strive to expand His work through this church by helping us build the park and start more ministries through that simple park influence right here in our marketplace. You and your family can commit to a great purpose through this church family. I want to encourage you to take this card home and sit down with your family and talk about how can we as a family make a sacrifice and take this summer challenge? At least for the next three months or, or four months, what can we as a family do to make a difference to our, our church and to our ministries and to our marketplace that we're trying to reach? I encourage you to take it home, pray about it, talk about it as a family and say, God, what can we do? I encourage you then to fill it out and bring it back next Sunday. Put it in the offering plate. And I encourage you to start giving on the first Sunday of July, July 3rd. Decide to give what you've committed on this card that first Sunday of July. Because listen, folks, if we all do this together, as I mentioned on birthday Sunday, if we all do this together, even for just the next three to four months, our general fund will be completely restored all of our restrictions that we've had to use to float our general fund will be put back into ministry. And we can start building the park with cash and no debt. Amen? All of that can happen. Together, we can do this. Dads, let your kids see you committing to a great purpose. And of course, this summer challenge is just one way. I've mentioned other things, but... Let them see you committing to a great purpose. So dads, lay a great foundation. Leave a great legacy of loving actions. Begin to hang with great men who will help you become better. Commit to some great purpose. And last this morning, fill in the blank, take a great stand. Take a great stand. Take a great stand for God and build a God-pleasing life. We're in this culture encouraged to just be anything we want to be. 
any old thing we want to be. But I'm encouraging you to be God's man and to build a God-pleasing life. Don't follow the crowd. Be a man who leads the crowd. Amen? Be a man who influences his marketplace, his, his culture. Influence the crowd around you for God. Let your kids see you standing strong in your commitment to follow God and His Word and His will and His ways. The Bible says this, stand true to what you believe. Be courageous. Be strong. And everything you do must be done with love. The Bible says an honorable person acts honestly and stands firm for what is right. So dads, don't be swayed by this culture, the swampland that we live in, this world that's broken by sin. Don't be swayed. Take a stand and stay true to God and stay true to what's right. The Bible goes on and says, be courageous. Let us fight bravely to save our people. That means our, and includes our families. And the cities of our God, may the Lord's will be done. What we need today is courageous dads who are willing to take a stand. Ones who will stand for God and for godliness. Men, our families and our cities are in trouble. There's chaos in our families. Chaos in our cities. There's a spiritual war going on, and we need godly fathers to teach and to model and to take a stand for what's right. It's not about bringing just the bread home. It's about bringing God home. Amen. Breaks my heart that most of our men in our world have delegated the spiritual stuff to the women, to the wives, to the moms. And we just said, oh, I just got to bring the bread home. Your kids need to see you bringing God home. So once again, God is looking for dads who will take a stand and build a life that will cause their kids, no matter what their age, to desire to be a part of His kingdom. So once again, the big question is, what are you building? Are you building a life that your kids can build on and find Jesus? You can build a life that honors God and influences your kids. And you can do that by laying a great foundation, a life founded on God, by leaving a great legacy of loving actions, by hanging with great men, godly men, by committing to a great purpose, a life focused on God's purposes, and by taking a great stand, one that stays true to God and His Word. Together we can do this. So dads, would you bow and pray this prayer in your heart with me today?
Would you on this Father's Day make this kind of commitment? Would you pray in your heart as I lead you? Father, today I commit to build a great life that will cause my kids to greatly desire to be a part of you and your kingdom. Forgive me for all my failures. Strengthen me now for the future. As for me and my house, we will stand for you. We will serve you. We will follow you. In the name of Jesus, we all pray. And all of God's men said, Amen. Amen.